Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ryan Responds podcast. I am your host, Ryan Jensen, and I want to welcome you to episode 30, the big 30. Very excited to be here on episode number 30 of the Ryan Responds podcast, the bi weekly political podcast that focuses on today's political issues and how they affect you and me. And let me tell you, today's podcast topic affects you and me directly. Um, We're seeing major threats from the government of Iran, the country, its citizens, its generals. We're seeing a lot of hostility in the Middle East currently with Iran and Iraq and Baghdad and at home. We're seeing a lot. On my last episode, all that had happened was the embassy in Baghdad had been stormed, nothing else. I'm diving right in headfirst on what has taken place since the storming of the Baghdad embassy, the United States embassy in Baghdad, Iraq. It starts now, episode 30 of the Ryan Responds podcast. seeing a lot of hostility lately and I want to pick up where I left off um, the, the fun thing with politics is that it's always changing and where I last left off I can pick up in the next episode and I don't I, d- I didn't wish I could be able to pick up off of the last episode because the last episode I talked about a church shooting and the storming of an embassy in Baghdad I don't want to pick up on those topics I want them to stay there and not continue into the future but this one sadly has been brought into the future and um, like I said the last episode the a bunch of Iranians had stormed the US embassy in Baghdad now major developments have happened since then I'm sure you're aware of it it's been big breaking news we know that the United States led by President Trump ordered the assassination of Qasem Soleimani, the top general within the Iranian government, um, with the Iranian military, basically at the Baghdad International Airport. Qasem Soleimani was there with his associates, also with the deputy leader of Hezbollah, one of the biggest terrorist groups in the Middle East currently. And we sent an airstrike over there and we killed Qasem Soleimani, his associates, and the deputy leader of Hezbollah and his associates. Almost 10 total perished from these airstrikes led by Donald Trump. He let the trigger go at Mar-a-Lago. This was a big, big event. This was almost as big as Osama bin Laden, and some are even calling it bigger than that because this man was adored in this country He was their leader, if you will, other than the Ayatollah. It was a big, big takedown for President Trump. It was a huge step in getting the Middle East to where we need it to be because this was a huge guy to take out. And so we took him out and Democrats go crazy. They literally go, oh, he didn't get congressional approval. Well, I don't remember... 
Obama getting congressional approval to kill Osama bin Laden. I don't remember that at all. Um, you know, there was not a single Republican or a single Democrat asking President Obama for, you know, why didn't you get a congressional approval? Why didn't you come to us before killing Osama bin Laden? Do you know why no one said that? It's because we had just taken out the biggest terrorist in the world. The biggest terrorist in the world, the one responsible for the 9-11 attacks in New York City, the Twin Towers being taken down, 3,000 Americans dying in one day. No one called for a congressional approval because no one cared. Because Obama was president. Because we had just taken out the biggest terrorist known to man. Everyone cheered for it. People took to the streets celebrating it, chanting USA, and it was actually the biggest display of patriotism I've ever seen. I remember that day. I believe it was May 2nd, 2011. I woke up. You saw on the news. President Obama announced that night I had gone to bed, or it was May 1st maybe, that we had killed Osama bin Laden in a raid. That's so huge. And I remember seeing on the news the next morning thousands of people in multiple cities. I get goosebumps talking about it. But thousands of people in thousands of cities took to the streets with American flags chanting USA, USA, USA. And that's the biggest show of patriotism we have seen since 9-11, which Osama bin Laden was responsible for. Yet when President Donald J. Trump takes out Qasem Soleimani, the arguably just as big as bin Laden, if not bigger, people took to the streets as well. Not for a display of patriotism and chants of USA, but of chants in opposition of killing this general who's a terrorist, who's responsible for the death of hundreds, if not thousands, of Americans during the Iraqi war and Afghanistan war. People literally protested this move by the president. You had Rose McGowan, who I've never even heard of. I may have even said her name wrong right there. Rose M.C. Gowen, I believe. McGowan, probably. She sent out a tweet apologizing to the Iranian government that we killed their general. Ilhan Omar said she's sorry that she's an American. She later had deleted that tweet. She said she's ashamed of her country. Can you imagine for a second if Hillary Clinton was president and Hillary Clinton had said we took out Qasem Soleimani? Can you imagine the reaction from Democrats and the radical left? Can you imagine it? They would be taking to the streets to show signs of patriotism, but I'm telling you, if Hillary was elected, there would be no patriotism. I don't even want to tell you what I think we would be right now, but there would be nothing, no opposition to it if Hillary had done it. But because President Trump delivered the fatal blow to Qasem Soleimani and the deputy leader of Hezbollah, we have to oppose it as Democrats. 
And that's what's so wrong with our society. Why can't we just say, you know what? President Trump did a good thing. He killed a general who's responsible for the death of hundreds, if not thousands, of Americans. If your leg got blown off serving your country in the Middle East, Qasem Soleimani is most likely responsible for that. If you lost a brother or a sister in arms during the Iraqi war, most likely Qasem Soleimani had something to do with that. And for these Democrats and the radical left to come out in opposition of killing this well-known terrorist just shows how far they will go to opposing this president. President Trump could honestly cure cancer, cure AIDS, make it to Mars, cure world hunger, and end climate change. And the Democrats would pick a problem with every one of those. You know why I'm so certain in that? I'm so certain because this is their hatred for the president. They impeached him on abuse of Congress. No one's ever heard of abuse of Congress. I've never heard of abuse of Congress. You've never heard of abuse of Congress. Yet they had to get him on something, and this was their one-way ticket to impeachment. Oh, he wouldn't let his people testify in front of us? Boom. Obstruction of Congress, not abuse. Obstruction of Congress. No one's ever heard of that before, yet this is what they had to get him on because he wouldn't let his people testify in the phony impeachment that it was. But for Democrats to come out and say this was wrong, I don't feel American. I'm sorry for America. I wish my country hadn't done this. I am sad to be an American. That's pathetic. That's below pathetic. If you don't like it here, you can leave. You can leave. Start a GoFundMe. I will help put money towards your GoFundMe to get your ass out of this country because you don't belong here. If you are that un-American and you hate this country that much, leave. Rose McGowan, go to Iran. Show your hair. Show your ankles. You'll get stoned to death. I'm not even kidding. For not wearing your hijab in public, you can get 40 years in prison. And let me tell you, Iranian prison is not like American prison where you get to play basketball and soccer and you get 30 minutes of outdoor activities a day and you get three meals a day, sometimes dessert, you get to watch TV, you get to have a phone. No, you literally get stoned. And if you don't make it through the stoning, you die. If you make it through the stoning, you probably have one next week. And if you seriously think I'm joking, look it up. This happens. They kill gay people. They throw them off of buildings. Women aren't allowed to speak. They're not allowed to drive. They're not allowed to vote. They're not allowed to leave the house with their husband's permission. They can get married as early as nine years old. What kind of society is that where Democrats have to literally call Iran out and say, I am sorry for our actions towards your people? How pathetic. How pathetic. Let's, let's compare for a minute because we talked on Hillary. You know, she was Secretary of State during the attack on our consulate in Benghazi, Libya. We all remember it. We're going to compare the attack on our embassy in Benghazi versus the attack 
on our embassy in Baghdad. One under Hillary with Benghazi, one under Trump with Baghdad. Let's compare. Benghazi, 13 hours long, this firefight, 13 hours long, right? No backup was granted. Now, let me tell you, if you've ever seen the movie, I think it's called 13 Hours in Benghazi or something like that, the movie with Benghazi, 13 Hours, they called for backup multiple times. And you get goosebumps talking about it. Multiple times. If these men were given backup, we would have won. America's the greatest country on earth, and when we put our muscle and our might and our military in front of us, we can't lose. And if these men had been given backup, they wouldn't be burned alive and now dead. Zero backup was given. These four Americans were expected to defend a whole damn embassy against a Islamic militia. That event left four Americans dead. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Barack. We're going to go to Baghdad now. When they heard people were at the embassy getting ready to storm and light fires, 100 Marines and 750 paratroopers were deployed. Apache and Osprey helicopters were deployed. Zero Americans died. They all were dispatched immediately. That, my friends, is the difference between a coward like Hillary Clinton, who is not there when you need her, who is a coward under pressure, who folds when you need her the most, versus a true leader like President Donald J. Trump. And I think he showed that in this situation. Under pressure, our embassy is under attack, sir. What should we do? Let's give them 100 Marines. Let's give them 750 paratroopers. Let's dispatch helicopters. We're going to do it in the next 30 seconds. And no American dies on my watch. What is so wrong with that foreign policy, ladies and gentlemen? What is so wrong with defending American values and defending the American people when the American people that are serving you in uniform, that get deployed over over many oceans into the Middle East to miss holidays with their family, why is it so wrong to defend them when they need to be defended the most? Why is that a crime? Why are the Democrats raising such a fit about Donald Trump killing the biggest terrorist since Osama bin Laden, who's responsible for hundreds, if not thousands, of deaths of American civilians. Why? Why is that so hard to grasp? I don't know the answer to that, and I I know you don't know the answer to that. But why is it so difficult to understand the train of thought from President Trump? And you know, it's not. 
it's not that hard to figure out what President Trump's doing. He's standing up for America like we've never seen it before. Our leaders have failed us up to this point. President Trump is standing with the American people, the American troops, the people overseas fighting for our freedom every day. He's standing up for them and saying, whatever you need, you can have it because you are protecting me and protecting all 330 million Americans right now. Whatever you want goes. That's not the way the Democrats look at it. The Democrats have been trained, trained to only hate this president. Everything he does, we hate. I don't care if he cures cancer, if he cures AIDS, if he makes abortion legal. We are opposed to it because we are opposed to Donald J. Trump. We are trained that way. We cannot think on our own anymore. We don't care about the issue. If President Trump is for it, we are against it. Current day is January 5th. Today, six rockets hit the green zone in Baghdad near the U.S. Embassy. It's only half a mile from the embassy. One rocket hit an Iraqi home. Um, so, so some civilians were injured, if not casualty, if not some casualties, excuse me. We don't know who these came from, but I guarantee you if it was Iran, they will have to pay. You know, the president tweeted, he said, currently we have 52, 52, 52 targets within our crosshairs currently. That if Iran does anything stupid, we will choose one and we will bomb the hell out of it. And if you think we're kidding, try us. We're not. We just spent $2 trillion on the military in 2019. Iran does not want us to show them what we spend our military money on. They don't want to see it. Just ask Japan. Japan thought it would be good to bomb Pearl Harbor, to send kamikaze pilots into our ships. They killed well over 2,000 people that day, December 7th, 1941. They killed thousands. They thought it would be funny to mess with the United States of America. Little did they know we would go to war. We would fight till the bitter end, until the summer of 1945, when we had developed the atomic bomb. And we dropped two atomic bombs on the country of Japan, one on Hiroshima one on Nagasaki, killing hundreds of thousands of Japanese. That, my friends, is what happens when you mess with the United States of America. When you mess with us, you will not like the outcome. Your people will not like the outcome, and your people may not even be around to not like the outcome because they may be in a shallow grave because we just bombed them because you, your country, is dumb enough to strike first. And when you mess with the United States of America, you're not going to like the outcome, especially when a strong leader like President Donald J. Trump is sitting in the Oval Office with his finger on the button. 
And that is where I'll leave you off today, guys. Episode 30 is in the books. We talked about a lot today. A lot has happened since my last episode. But I want to thank you for watching. You know, we had them storming the embassy. We struck back. They struck back. We struck back. It's going to be a battle. I do not know what will happen next. I'm anxiously awaiting to see what will happen alongside with you. I will see you January 9th, a special episode. We will have a special guest come on, tell you about my big special announcement, what I am going to be doing in the future, what I am joining and starting. It's going to be big. I want you to be here January 9th. It's exciting. It's big. You won't want to miss it. If you're a fan of me, you're going to enjoy this because it gets you more content. And that's all I'm going to say on it. Episode 30 is in the books, the Ryan Responds podcast. I am Ryan Jensen. Thank you for watching, and I will see you on Thursday.